Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Matt. Oh, my dear Forrest, how are you, my oh, friend? I'm good. It feels like, right, we spent so much time together during Comic-Con, and we yeah. did so much work after it, it feels like it's been months since the last <laughs> time we recorded together. Do you know that? Oh, yeah, we're bigger now. Oh, um, Yeah, it feels yeah. feels like ages, so I, I am so excited to see little Forrest. I miss your face. Have you, have you had a lovely haircut? I haven't had, I've had a haircut. It's looking sharp. I'm in, I'm in winter mode, so I've got the old... Uh, it's not quite a onesie, it's a halvesie. Yeah. Which I, kind of, it sounds like a, a racist term. I apologise for that straight from my offer. <laughs> no, you, you wore this last year. This time last year, yeah. you wore the, your comfies and stuff. So it's nice to see you taking an outing again. It's nice yeah. to see you dressing up for the podcast as well, mate. Thank you, appreciate it. That's all right, no yeah. problem at all, mate. No, not in your pyjamas. I know. I'm only. Well, I've got a white t-shirt. On oh, 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 all right, all right, all right. T- <laughs> all right. Sorry, mate. Well, I thought I put on my cap, so you know I'm dressed for the podcast. Oh on my yeah, cap. that's all you need, mate. That's all you need. This is my I IP. Put, I put on a jumper that I think's half washed, uh, and I uh, put my cap on. So. <laughs> well, it's sort of Actually, washed. It is. I don't know why I'm doing that, but because like, that's not your voice, is that? No, like, no. See, that's your voice. On. I put a cap on and uh, a lovely, lovely jumper I found in the wash. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Well, I, I digress, mate. We can't have two weeks of banter in the first five minutes. That's true, though. We can't. We can't. We can't lay into each other. We can't go in two-footed and no. just be like, right, let's carry on and chat with each other for the next hour. Yeah. No, so, that's right. No, I tell you what. I tell you what we need to talk about, mate. I tell you what. First things first, dear listener, last week's episode, I realised that my mic was very, very loud. So if I was absolutely hammering my voice through your ear canals, if you were listening through your headphones or in a car or wherever... I sincerely apologise. I've turned myself down, so I'm really hoping this is a better level. But I didn't realise how much my voice carries. <laughs> Maybe was, your impression of me is accurate. And what's what's so funny is like at, in like out when we're out day to day, right in real life, the the it couldn't be more opposite. It could not be yeah. more opposite. Like I know. my voice is you know beams and is bassy, so it carries. And you and and you and yours doesn't. Oh, oh, hello. Yeah. I feel like I'm a, I've got a little like squeaky voice, and sometimes people go, "Sorry, what are you saying?" I'm like, "Oh, oh, hello, where is that?" Like that. Oh, you know. Oh, would you like to be in my play? Oh, I've I've never heard you say that. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, no, hundred percent. So yeah, no, but it sounds much better, and ho- hopefully, Good. I'm glad you right. You'll, you'll blow people's ears off, mate. Well, do let us know, dear listener. Let us know if the, the balance is right. We're, we're, we're still learning. We're still learning. Still learning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not even been two years yet, guys. No, exactly. We're still little podcast babies. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> we digress. The Marvels trailer, the new Marvels trailer came mm. out today. Um, what did you think, Matt? Mate, the final trailer of the Marvels. All I was thinking... At the, originally, I was like, this is cool. This actually looks pretty decent. But, like, it's like, I you made a really good point, basically. I texted you going, have you seen the final trailer? It looks really good. I'm genuinely quite excited to watch it now. Now, I'm that typical Marvel fan where if I see the original Avengers, I'm going to get excited. Now, I you said that this is quite clearly a ploy to get everybody excited about this movie because no one has got a ticket yet. To go and see it this week. It releases on the tenth, end of this week. We're going to be going seeing it on Friday. But like, I think the this is a this is a actually watching it again looks like a desperate ploy to go. Well, you know, do you remember this is an MCU project? You know, so it is still co- sort of connected to Iron Man and Captain America, and you know. Oh, oh, guys, Robert Downey Jr. was in it. Guys, yeah, 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 we did have some. We had some really good people over the years, guys. Don't you know? Exactly. And it, and it kind of links to, like, everything, a lot of rumours that we're hearing about RDJ coming back. I don't know if you've seen that mm. in the last couple of weeks. Um, 
there's it's been a lot of rumors about kind of like MCU execs are bringing a lot of nostalgia back. Uh, and I'm like, it don't. If you do that, it really cheapens it, and it all, and it, yeah. and it really looks like a sign of desperation. Yeah. Um, uh, so I am slightly worried about that. I, th- I think it, you know, on face value, the trailer is brilliant and it gets you intrigued. But actually, if you delve deeper, it kind of worries me more about the state of the film that they're relying on on. You know, what is happening in the kitchen, mate? Is is Rage making some chocolate today? It's just she's getting ice cream, I think. She's just getting an ice cream. She's getting a lovely ice cream. It's uh, (laughs) I'm getting like tin foil. I'm getting all sorts of. Sorry, is it like a like a? uh, What is that? There's a game in the. I'm not going to digress. Sorry, I'm coming back in. I went. I nearly went straight into a moment of digression. I went. No, we're trying to re-listen. We've got lots to talk about the Marvels. Carry on. So yeah, I, I I think it to a degree slightly makes me more nervous than I was before, um, because I'm like, well, if you got to rely on this, then maybe it's yeah. But also, because um, I've like I've watched it, but I, I didn't where I watched it. Oh, well, at work basically meant that I couldn't watch it properly, properly. But some mm. people are saying, is, is there like an X Men reference in there? Apparently, well. Okay, well, you know, or is we haven't just co- because of the nature of this. No, superhero? well, we haven't covered Miss Marvel yet, but Miss Marvel is a mutant superhero, so technically an X Men superhero, right? So that was re- revealed. The M word, mutant word, was put together for the first time in Miss Marvel uh, at the end. Now, the the ending, I think, I think it's Nick Fury's voiceover it says like, "Oh, here they come, or they're here, or something like that." Um, now that that's teasing. I would say the X-Men coming through a multiversal portal. Um, I just think uh, there was a there was a shot of a, a caped crusader of sorts crossing um, behind Monica Rambeau. I think we're getting a multiversal variant version of Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel, um, like we did in Multiverse of Madness, just one of those. Uh, so Monica's mum will be in it. Um, and then I think that will be the, oh, look, they're coming. And it will just be just variants. I don't think it will be the X-Men. I'd be very surprised if it's Deadpool. I'd be very surprised if there's any kind of link now to any MCU. If it's Loki, for instance. Like, Could you imagine, though, if we, if they sort of somehow tied the season finale of season two of Loki and then just seamlessly put that into the end of Marvels? Like, I don't know. That'd be well, cool. But I didn't think... It. It- yeah, I didn't think anything anything of it, and then and then it did kind of hit me about the release days, and I was mm. like, well, that doesn't feel that accidental. No, like, I mean as it, it would make sense. It, so I'm a bit, but equally, it doesn't feel that accidental. But in the same breath, it would also require everybody to watch Loki on the very day that it comes out, which yeah. there's no way Marvel would do that, and no. they're not gonna they're not gonna spoil it. So I, I, I think we could. We, I don't think we get any of that. I don't think we get any X Men. I don't. I, I, I really, sadly, I believe this is just going to be a. Oh, some things about scrolls. We might get Gaia in there. Maybe it will be like the secret cameo. Like, oh, Gaia's yeah. going to arrive um, because the secret invasion links, and then it will be like a. Oh, oh. And then at the very end, you might get some like, oh, what's going on with the multiverse yeah. end of film. I think as unhelpful as this is for the podcast and being a podcaster, I am not going in with any preconceived notions. I am just going to go in, sit my ass down in the cinema and just watch it and then take that decision after we've watched it. So, dear listener, what I would say is that what we will be doing on Instagram after we've seen the movie, we're going to give you our instant non-spoiler reaction live on Instagram and shove that on a story as well and just participate in that story. I'm sure there'll be a question there coming out. The word came out funny there. Participate. It's like Moira from Shit's Creatures then. Participate. David. What do you reckon the end credit will be? Oh, Forrest, mate. I just said I'm not going to have any preconceived notions. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, well, Forrest. No, you, but you can have you can have an idea, though. That's not a preconceived. In all honesty, mate, I'm expecting jack 
shit. Oh, no. I reckon they'll pull it out of the bag for the end credit, mate. Nah. nah. They will pull it out of the bag. Because you know who will be. You know who will be in the end credit. Why are we even... Why are we second-guessing this? It's you... so obvious. Harry Styles, right? Yes. It's exactly what I was about to say. Funnily. Really? Genuinely. Genuinely. Really? I'll be a joke. Because the last time we saw him was the Eternals. Do you so, think... Well, I mean, if they're genuinely going to bring him in at any point in, in the MCU, then surely we're going to get another tease of him. Especially given that we've not got the Guardians anymore and this is the only kind of outer Earth film that we've had for a while. So, I mean, I, you know, maybe, maybe. maybe that maybe that's what Nick Fury is saying they're here. Little Troll Man and Harry Styles. They're here. No. But why? Mm. But well, I mean, why, why were they introduced in the first We'll place? have to wait and see. I'm genuinely intrigued. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're Matt, not here to talk Matt about the Marvels. doesn't want to speak about this anymore. <laughs> we're here to talk about something far more interesting. I can't say it without laughing. Okay. Dear listener, the time has come for us to review... She-Hulk. Here we, Here are. we are, mate. It, this is it. You know, it cannot be worse than Eternals. It cannot be worse <laughs> I than don't Eternals. know. I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm having a bit of a crisis here, Forrest, okay? Because I. You've had a little. Well, I say little. You've had a massive size chip on your shoulder about f- three weeks ago when it emerged that we were getting to She Hulk. You know, you. I, th- I think you are. I, <laughs> You're giving it a lot, a lot, of ha- a lot of hassle, mate. Okay, so I'll be honest. I will, I will, I will um, disclose, dear listener, that what I did do after Comic Con, I went to Forest. Can we skip it? <laughs> I went, Can we just skip it and just like not do it? Because we technically spoke about it a few months ago. Now, what we did do back in October, I say a few months ago, it was a year ago now, over a year ago, October 2022, which I think we're at. The month it came out, I think it started coming out in sort of uh, September, October time uh, yeah. last year, uh, and we spoke about the season finale, um, the series finale, the finale of She-Hulk. Now I've pulled out clips from that episode, and we're going to play back some of those clips today, just to see if we still have the opinions of which we did a year ago today, uh, and since watching it. And this is now caught up within our marathon as well. So to be fair. I've just got to swallow the pill. I've got to swallow the She-Hulk pill and watch it and do this for the cause. And I did. And we've endured. I mean, I've endured. I don't know about you, mate. But in terms of this, we've looked at episode one, two, three, and four. And then we're going to look at five, six, seven, eight, and nine. Ooh, a lot of episodes. Week. More it's episodes than I remembered, you know. When I yeah. saw the episode list, I was like, crikey, there is more in this. Almost too much. <laughs> maybe, maybe too much. I feel like two episodes would be too much for, for Matt. <laughs> I, I might flip this table at some point. I don't, I don't know. We See, might do. I, we, I didn't quite realise how much, mate, Matt, mate, how much Matt absolutely detested this. The, the, the first real time, because obviously we talked about it when it first came out, but we were talking about a lot. So we were, talk, we were probably like phase two at that point. So we were talking about loads of other stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, but the real... So on the first night of Comic-Con, um, we went back to where we were staying. And I said to Matt, oh, uh, we, uh, we might be a great time. Let's, <laughs> let's stick on She-Hulk. I have never endured 30 minutes of Matt moaning as much as he did in the 30 minutes we watched the first episode of She-Hulk. It, it was... It, honest to God, listeners, it was like every scene... Was a was a dozen reasons as to why Matt was getting. He was infuriated 
just by by Jennifer Walters' presence. I, I mean, okay, all right. I, 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 okay. I'm not being that scathing, but I, it's it's close, but it's not that. Right? There are there are fundamental issues with this show that we'll talk about in a moment. You broke but... Josh's TV. <laughs> 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 you threw the sweets at the TV. <laughs> All of those uh, cards and stickers. No. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Okay. Let's go. Let's start. Take a deep breath in, dear listener. If you're um, listening, thank you. you. This is, if anything, this is testing the commitment of our dear listener. If they are listening to this episode right now, this, you are the core audience. <laughs> mate, if, if you've managed a year and a half of this bullshit, you've that's, you know, if you've managed this far, then I salute you, quite frankly. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. uh, it's going to, yeah, it'll be a fun hour. Join us. Here we are. Um, so episode one, She-Hulk. Uh, oh, no, we get we, we have Jennifer, Wal- Jennifer Walters. Um, you know, she's in a car crash with Mark yeah. Ruffalo, uh, yeah. with, with the Hulk. Uh, obviously, blood moves from one body to the other, conveniently finds itself within Jennifer Walter's body. It's interesting, that, isn't it? Uh, it is. It is a bit. And 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 plot hole number one, the Incredible Hulk's blood has therefore never, ever splattered anywhere on any of his vi- victims no. in the last however many years. Exactly. With all the fights that he's had with other people, other... Aliens, monsters, humans, and they've had cuts, and he's had cuts, and not once have there been an, an exchange of blood on by accident. But no, that's it. I mean, I would have, I do you know, I would have believed even more. Do you remember those bottles of like gamma uh, oh, infused yeah. drinks in that the, in the Stan factory. Lee had in the factory in, in the yeah. Incredible Hulk? Right. I would much rather Jennifer Walters drinking one of those and becoming She-Hulk via there than this. This bit of lazy lazy writing already already it was lazy already the choice of going oh yeah and then kind of just yeah he just has a little bit of drop that comes in and just goes into oh and she becomes a she-hole like it's like ah there's other ways of doing it already a small insight into our watch of episode one with matthew juicen at comic-con ladies and gents um that's just a bite-sized chunk of the fun Okay. No, no, but I, I do that. I agree with that. I agree with, uh, and then, and then um, we get put into a whole world of uh, Jennifer's like flashback. We go, you know, the Hulk teaches her various different things. At one point, he puts her in like a chamber, uh, yep. and she has to like she and she hulks out, um, and they meditate. There's lots of uh, a whole montage, whole whole episode basically given to this kind of dialogue between herself and and Hulk uh, and how to truly be Hulk. This, I think I, and again, you know, with, with with the initial kind of setup for it, I think it had everything going for it to being a good episode. It is for me so far out of the first four that we've watched, and this is a rewatch for us as well, uh, this it's still the first, it's still the best episode from my perspective. The mm. first episode sets it up relatively well. It's not strong, but it's relatively well. I think there are issues there in terms of laser writing and all that kind of stuff. But I think, I think the performances, the kind of use of direct address to audience. I see. I remember you saying that you didn't like that. Um, no, no. Previously, I, are you still are you still of the opinion? Yeah, I absolutely hate it. I ha- any uh, all of that direct to audience it just feel like just cringe only I, I think I said back like back then the only only time I've ever seen or a- any time I like it is Deadpool anyone yeah, else yeah. who uses it I don't like you know a- any program TV show only ever time I liked it is Deadpool and I th- and I think that's because it's R rated and yeah. and every time he turns around he's like you know it's quite funny it's um i mean we'll play some you know, clips from the she-hulk finale episode back in october 22 in a moment but i think um this first episode of when she's discovering what she you know she becoming she-hulk she's working with the hulk she's he's kind of training her like look your spandex they're gonna be your best friend those comical moments are nice i think the the uh 
the relationship kind of banter that they both have mm. together as cousins really works. Yeah. Um, I there were there were kind of light moments. There was the I think it's but with the comedy they then didn't kind of lean into the realization of what she actually has become. Yeah. And the perception of other people around what a Hulk is as well. I think they could have played into that a little bit more. The kind of fear around it, but I think, the, I think the um, the premise of her becoming She Hulk and her being able to then immediately um, balance the Hulk side of her and Jennifer Walters herself, and that being like a decade plus of an issue for Hulk to start kind of figure out. And that's because that's something that she's had to deal with all her life in terms of like um, misogynistic kind of vibes and all that kind of stuff around it. And in terms of her um, her dealing day-to-day life with people just pissing her off and undermining her and mansplaining and all that kind of stuff. And I think that kind of then allows that character to sort of balance out. That's all fine. That's, again, you know, I think there's, 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 a, there's a huge kind of... Um, controversy over people being quite vocal about the fact that it's been too much of that in terms of setting males as the villains as general males as a villain in what could be seen as a massively um feminist driven tv show that's not the issue that is actually for any if anything i think we spoke about it last year as well if anything that's actually the strongest point in terms of the in, in terms of the script what doesn't work is that the delivery of it is isn't isn't sincere it's trivial it's just painting that brush it's not it's not finding we we find little moments with certain characters and kind of understanding the why but kind of just delving into it in a little bit further and seeing a little bit more character development from her as well why is she like that what are the experiences that she has had in the past to get to that point where can we find the agreement in her journey to be to be where she is at i think that's where I kind of I was just like the the script isn't there. I just it just felt the writers just kind of went let's do that let's do that. And it's all very surface. There was uh, we'll, we'll skip ahead here, but like in terms of like episode two when she has a, when she has the chat um, with with Hulk about um, wanting to become in um, Emil Blonsky's attorney, and he's like oh yeah no that's fine I don't mind we made it up he he wrote me a haiku, and she's like oh okay oh nice and just that that bit of delivery was just so surface level it looked like it felt it felt like it was a scene that was written by a 16 year old for the gcc drama exam it was honestly it was it was it was awful yeah and i i and 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 it kind of feels like it was that kind of in kind of uh moments a lot of that trivial writing was coming through there were moments of the layered good narrative detail kind of development with the character but for the most part, across these four episodes, just surface level scripts, surface level. Um, but it's a shame. It's a shame to see you sit on the fence about this, man. It's a shame. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, could you not have an opinion, please? That be sorry. That'd be really, like, you need to start having opinions because that that was just that whole preamble, and you can't really decide whether you like it or not. It's, it's, you know, it's really it's gonna be really difficult to listen to. Uh, <laughs> No, but, but that's not to, but, that's not to no. say there weren't cool moments. There were no, cool moments. But I, I I I agree, and I think. But I would put in there, and apart, you know, there's certain bits that I agree with about the Emil Blonsky conversation. I completely agree about the fact that actually there, there was nothing to be had there. It was it was very much like a oh we're going to shove in this scene because we need a bit of a bit of fluff and a bit of filler in the episode, um, but. I and I think I may have said this uh, a year ago. I certainly said it to you outside of the podcast that I I think this really struggled with the fact that they went for a family series and not an R-rated series. Yeah, I, it, that's it. I, yes, I think I think this should have been in the same vein as Echo. This should have been yes. an R rated. I think the themes would have been de- like could have been dealt with a lot like harder. Like you know. For instance, I think in the first or second episode when she's out on the night out, I think it's the first episode, uh, and she's like, um, you know, demonstrating what what she goes through when she goes out on the night out. And I think if there if there was a if they didn't have to worry about ensuring that was a family viewing program, I think that the themes that they allude to could have been tackled far better. That's absolutely right. Dating 
bring you know and 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 the problem here what I, what I didn't understand is why bring those themes in if you're not going to make it an R-rated program like why that, why is she bringing a guy to, back to her place and, yeah. and and we're seeing all of that take place I'm like well that, why why include that at all you could have con- you could have conquered fem uh you know you know um semi-feminist themes mm. by not delving into though that that side of it right mm. young young women deal with teenagers deal with all kinds of things every day right and you could have delved into that and shown that and that could have been a family friendly tv series and mm. that could have been something where you know mum watches that with daughter dad watches that, family sit around and they and they discuss it right they discuss these things mm. but the themes that they decided to explore within that remit were not something that could be explored in their entirety in in that world, right? A hundred percent agree. Look, for yeah. if you want an example of that, go and watch Sex Education. Sex Education yes. is R-rated and it is designed explicitly to create conversations and dialogues between young people, eighteen plus young people, right? Or sixteen, you know, it doesn't have to be eighteen, but is designed for those conversations. You cannot do that if you're trying to make a family-friendly program which 10-year-olds can watch. It's nonsensical. Misogyny, sexism, gender equality on comedy themes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They should be dealt with and handled delicately and through, through the lens of drama. Not to say they can't have comedic moments and moments of light, but the, those themes, like you say... Are, are serious and, and, and need to be addressed delicately and, and, and appropriately as well through it. Now, this is the thing, the message, the theme, the message of what that show is, is a good, it's a good message to have. And it's a good, it's a good thread to have as particularly of what you would argue to be a quite a male dominated fandom as well. Yeah. Right. And, and I know, and I know right now that we are yeah, two guys exactly, yeah. talking about this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think we, ne- we we should have probably said that about 29 minutes ago. We, we really um, should have, yeah. We are saying this, right. obviously, from a place where we're two blokes. Uh, yeah. And to be honest, you know, it'd be great to hear from yeah and anyone who listens who's not a bloke or identifies as a bloke um, to kind of tell us what your 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 input is uh, about that and about She-Hulk. Um, but yeah, sorry. I, I yeah. Like, but like, I th- no, no, no. I think you're, you're, just, you're just kind of... You, now, in a nutshell, that is just absolutely agreeing with you there. I think there, the, I basically put a note here, okay, where I've got some interesting moments of narrative and a good theme, but met with unsavory comedy. Mm. And I think that's what that is. You know what you're talking about. It just it. <laughs> It's clearly they either had a few writers in a room. One had a very clear view, and one had was like, "Oh, let's make a family comedy show for for a new audience, for a younger audience." And then it kind of throws. It's just a hodgepodge of like poor script writing. Um, but talking about specific moments, okay. Mm. What did you feel about kind of the initial first fight between She-Hulk and Hulk? That kind of first clone, when she kind of like realizes she can do the clap. And that kind of stuff. Going back to episode one, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was all right. I thought it was good. Um, I, f- I think first episode, I would probably say, uh, dwelled too much on the Hulk and she- and She Hulk. I, I, I think you know, yeah. I, I think, as we said, this whole series could have been shorter. And I think that that could have been half an episode, not a full episode. Mm. Uh, there was a lot of conversations where I'm like, well, unless I'm going to follow the Hulk for the rest of this series, I, this is a massive contribution that he's having towards these conversations. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, but yeah, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the opening fight. I would have preferred to, to have been a proper fight. Than yeah, with her, her family, where where you know there's no there's no not going to be a result from that. That's is there? the thing. <laughs> I think I think in order I think we needed a genuine fight I think, or maybe just a moment where both of them were met with an evil, met with something that came came and sort of disrupted the camp or, if um his camp was like invaded by, in you know I I, I don't know 
people, whoever, a crew, all right, of people, a crew of people, a crew of bandits. <laughs> a crew, oh a people crew, a crew of people, Some, something a lot of. But to see them maybe just yeah. team up and then fight and then show off their skills with a, a genuine threat where it was just, again, too family friendly. It was too kind of jovial and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think um, I liked, I did like the bookends of episode one. So the beginning and the end. And it's kind of like, yeah. right, OK, now, you know, now we're in we're in court. We're, you know, we're law and order this you've had your little backstory now now we're going to give you like okay now now you're ready to go i I didn't mind that and i'm going to go straight into episode two because one of the things i do enjoy and i really enjoyed when it came throughout the series is i think they did a really good job of um uh, bringing in news and other forms of media within the episodes. So mm. whether that's, uh, you know, the date uh, matcher, I think, is the app, I think. Uh, whether that's the news where they shoot articles, she goes on the news in one episode, mm. uh, and then they kind of they kind of completely change what she said. Um, and, I, and I like that. I, th- I think I didn't... I thought that did work. I thought within a comedy trope and within like some serious themes but explored in a comedic fashion i thought those scenes did work uh, and i thought that was quite a good way of getting uh, young people to think about actually what they're seeing when it comes to the news and and when it comes to like how we imprint labels and names onto people mm. um but but they've actually had no say in that name or that label um mm. so I, I i you know personally i think actually the series did a really good job of that and episode two opens with that with she hulk being coined as a phrase and i think that was good yeah i think that was not yeah i think you're right that's nice um when it got to particularly with episode two and actually to be fair most of, into the three and four as well the kind of court hearings the lawyerness the attorneyness the um it felt like i was watching some sort of like uh i'm trying to compare it to something um it's like a like a like a daytime lawyer kind of tv show of some sort but like it kind of it kind i it got lost on me a little bit i think the 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 court hearing with emil blonsky with Wong turning up and stuff. And again, the introduction of Wong very much was placed as a kind of like, oh, don't worry, guys, if you're not enjoying it, don't worry, Wong's here. And the fact that they were self-aware of that and you had Jennifer Walters saying that to sort of like, oh, Twitter's going to love seeing Wong. Everybody loves Wong. It's weird. Blah, 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 blah. That was quite clearly done deliberately. Okay. And again, for better or worse, I still can't decide whether that's clever or not. I just feel like if anything... It just kind of dis- it just it just disconnects you from everything as it's going in terms of narrative, but like the the court hearings and all that kind of stuff, it's it just doesn't go that far in depth into what the court hearing is about. What are the strategies? What are the obstacles that they've got in the court hearings? What are they? You know, who are they defending? Why is it difficult? Did it when, when the, even the obstacles that they meet with Emil Blonsky actually <laughs> doing a prison break? You know, all that kind of stuff. It just happens. It's never investigated. The implications are never um, applied. You know, there is no there is no kind of stakes at all. It's just kind of, oh, this happens and this happens and this happens. And it's like, oh, well, I've got an obstacle. Okay, well, it's going to be, oh, it's fixed now. Okay, oh, let's go into the next bit. It just wasn't, nothing was fully explored or interrogated. Yeah, it's felt very bitty. It's a very bitty series. It's like 50 plots, but no real concentration on any of them. Mm. And, and I felt, yeah, I do agree. I feel, I feel the court scenes... I didn't mind the nature of the court scene or how it was written because I thought that actually that gives a, like the gave the episodes a bit of stability and a bit of like okay we're gonna have this wacky caricature shit going on elsewhere but you're always gonna be centered when you're in the courtroom to mm. a certain degree. 
Um, and and it also centers Jennifer Walters, right? She's got this whole she hulk all this madness in her life. Mm. But actually, every time she goes in our courtroom, she's a professional woman in a professional environment. Yeah. Uh, and actually, to to mock that or caricature that would actually do the opposite to the character that you're trying to say, which is you know, we're, strong women can also have have jobs and roles that are, you know mm. are within that framework. Um, so I, I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind them, um, but I do I like m- loads of plots. Like I didn't quite realize until this rewatch uh, how small Titania's role was when it first came out. Like everyone, I don't know. Like a lot of the marketing to, associated to the program really advertised Titania as a role. But when you rewatch really it back, she's in about four, three fucking scenes for most of it. Like, she's barely barely featured. In what episode? Which one? Most of them, you mean? Yeah, she's just not. She comes in episode one, right? You yeah. first meet Titania in episode one, I believe, and then she doesn't return to episode four properly. You talk. You talk about Tatiana Masolani. Tati? No, 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 no. The character of Titania. Oh, you were talking about Jamelia, right? Jamil- sorry, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! Sorry, yeah, I immediately no, thought no, the main star okay. is in there every episode, mate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, couldn't get enough of her, mate. <laughs> in it all the time. In it all. In it all. T- no, no, no. <laughs> Tanya, I, I immediately Jamil- was like, "Have you watched it or not?" <laughs> I didn't know whether to go with you. I will just <laughs> your face looked at me like I was dog shit on the floor. Then, mate, I was like, no, 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 I am, I am right, mate. She literally is featured like twice. You are absolutely right. You are right. Yeah, she does disappear. Yeah. It kind of, it does kind of feel like that. She came in and she went, oh, so sorry, I've got, I've got this other thing that I need to do uh, in between shoots. I was like, okay, well, we'll just write her out, guys. Yeah. We'll bring her back yeah. later. Let's, let's bring yeah. in Blonsky in the meantime, and then Blonsky <laughs> can come in and out, and she'll go to a meditation thing, and that'll yeah. be it. Who knows? Yeah, so that was, it was very, it's very weird. And, and again, it's like no writer seemed to be like, right, here's a cohesive thread throughout the series. Yeah. No, they just went, we've what? got to get the series out. Here's loads of ideas. Give it a go. Give it a shot. The writers, it feels like, with the reintroduction with reoccurring characters such as Matt Murdock, such as Emil Blonsky. We'll see Matt Murdock later in the next episode and we'll talk about that when we get to it next week. But with Emil Blonsky, it just feels like, and it can't be the case because they're writers, right? They've got to do their research. But it genuinely feels like that the writing team did not watch The Incredible Hulk, did not know what Emil Blonsky was and what his character was like and what he went through as the character in Incredible Hulk because it was such an incredible, massive, ridiculous, massive, so big, colossal, gaping, humongous U-turn. I could not agree with it. The namaste, calm vibe of Emil Blonsky needed explanation immediately, not by a line, not by like, oh, I've just written my wrongs, I'll write haikus now, don't worry, man, peace and love, all that kind of stuff. Okay, cool, great. Okay, cool, great. But how? Why? You were like to the brim with anger and rage. You were you were given super serum, uh, super soldier serum, and you went on a rampage. And I know that that was, that was, um, that was, uh, Ooh, hello, who was that in the background? What? That was said. That was said in uh, Jennifer Walters' line in the first episode. But like, we need. I needed to see just a little bit more, or more reasoning. How did that? How did that jump happen? Because it does just feel like just such a massive U-turn. And for anybody that's expecting to see the Emil Blonsky from the Incredible Hulk, well, no, that's gone. Vice versa, also with Matt Murdock. But we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, it it seemed. And also during his trial scenes, right? See, mm. it seemed like the um, he, oh my god, the actor's name has gone out of my head for a meal. Oh, um, oh, 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 he's famous, you know. He's a good actor. <laughs> he's a good actor, you know. Uh, Tim Roth. Tim, Tim Roth. Roth yeah. So even Tim during the, during the trial scenes. If you like, if you take strip out the cat, even Tim looked like he didn't fucking know what was going on. He's like sat in a, <laughs> yeah, sat in a chair, yeah. and it was just a little bit like, what? I've suddenly like, what yeah. am I playing here? Is it really like? I was a bit like, yeah. he's just he's so chilled on the chair. It almost looks like Tim. That's Tim 
and he's actually got no idea what's going on. He's a bit Literally. like confused. But I'm like, it's so weird. Like, it was such a weird, and it gets even weirder in the next few episodes when we go to. We like, get Donny Blaze. Donny Blaze comes in. I know. We get know. Madison. Madison and Donny Blaze. Which actually, I quite enjoyed that scene. Mm. The 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 the, uh, the circus entertaining scene with the scene. It's a whole episode worth of scenes. Well, the first beginning bit, the first beginning when he does the show, and, and then Madison's there in the. Oh, oh hello, Peggy. We got, a, she we got is. a cat. We got a cat. <laughs> no pegs, no pegs. Please don't do this again. We got a cat. Thank you. Oh, she's done. Oh, that's all right. There we go. But yeah, I th- I liked it. I liked those moments. It was quite funny. And again, the the. Uh, uh, the Madison inclusion, her then going into different portals and then dropping into what into Camitage with Wong and ruining the Sopranos. That's funny. I enjoyed that. That was good bits of comedy. So I, let, let's see. I'm not massive. I'm wholly, you know, negative here. That was a positive for me. I genuinely watched that bit. I was retained. But anything beyond that point with the um, misuse of the magic... Uh, from Donny Blaze and that whole episode going forward, then just kind of lost me a little bit. Yeah, it was just that kind of that, that kind of introduction. I really enjoyed, but yeah, I, I love Pug as well. Pug is brilliant. What a character as well. Really funny, um, and as well, nice to have kind of like his role kind of in it as well. Kind of just like to bring another little balance between the kind of um, the characters. But yeah, but then they they dick around with Wong again. Yeah, and he, even like, even Wong's a bit strange in this. Wong is like it's just yeah, uh, it's it's like you know when you know uh, street artists make a caricature of yourself. Yeah, right. It's like someone's done that for you, and you've gone, oh yeah, this is oh, this will be a fun. This will be a fun. And then on the back they've written, this is a caricature. <laughs> yeah. Like it, that's what yeah. this series feels. It's just like it's like ha ha. Here's the joke. Let's talk about the joke. It's like, what are you? What are you doing, mate? Like, what? It said they're watching. They're watching us, aren't they? Is it program us? It's a great program. It's the three siblings. I think it's us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the American one drama. Mm. Great, great show. Um, and they're watching, it and I'm just like, oh my god, it's oh, and they do it multiple times. It's like it's like everything you ever learn at drama school about what comedy you can't do in comedy. It's like this: the writers have decided they're gonna just go against every single rule. Yeah, yeah. So r- rule of three: no, fuck that. We'll do it seven times and really hammer the joke. Mm-hmm. Like laughing at our own jokes, we'll do a bit of that as well. Like insult the audience, we'll do a bit of that. Peggy walking over the keyboard, we'll have a bit of that going on. <laughs> Peggy. Oh, she put you on mute, or do you put yourself on mute there? Nope, oh. she put me on mute. <laughs> Honestly, mate, unbelievable. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. It, I don't know. Forest, hello, mate. After this advert Ooh. break, was that your stomach? I don't know. Was it? Your, what happened? Or your throat? Someone just went. Whoa. Forest. After this advert break, do you want to hear a little clip? Yes, please, sir. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So. <laughs> You laughed during the break, mate. How am I supposed to edit that? You went. Oh, you can. That was like a second. That was enough time. That was enough time. <laughs> you went. Here's the break. <laughs> All right. Then <laughs> straight into it. I'm going to include this as well. Right. I'll see you after the break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There you go. <laughs> I thought it? I did it really well. I thought I did that bit well. No, I thought it was did, seemless. You did do it all right. And you made me look like an absolute mug. Do you want to see? Do you want to see this clip? Well, I've got to see a clip. Can't wait. Oh no, it's, it's, it's an MP3. It was an MP4 a second ago. I've now made it MP3, so I can get it on Streamyard. Oh, we stream could have had an MP4. Oh, we could have actually. Oh, we could have actually. Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, next time, next time. Anyway, right. Let's listen to. We're gonna play a clip now from uh, the episode of She-Hulk's finale episodes that we uh, reviewed a year ago. All right, and I'm just going to... This is a forest opinion first. There's a, a forest opinion, there's a me opinion as well. But I'm just going to play your forest opinion, all right, from what you said from October 2022, all right? And then you're just going to tell me whether you agree with it and we'll talk about it after we've listened to it. Look at that, a little, little feature, a little thing. We've just added oh, a little thing in the sheet. See, look, dear listener, it's not, it's not boring, is it? It's not, it's not. If you have to convince yourself of that, that is the most atrocious peg I have ever seen. You. It's, it's not boring, is it? Is it, guys? Guys, it's, it's not boring, is it? Is this it is a good episode, isn't guys, it? It's good. It is worth doing, isn't tell it? Me, tell me that it's a good episode, please. I just, I just want you to enjoy this episode. And I don't want to see like a grumpy guy. I'm not grumpy. Anyway, I'm going to play the clip. Here we go. I think for me, it's less about us as an audience and more about, for me, it shows that there, there is some level of turmoil in in Marvel. Like they, yeah. they, it, For me, it feels like they genuinely do not know what is going on. I think for me... There you go. That was the com- that was the comment. So that was in regards to the uh, addresses to the audience mm-hmm. and the kind of swerves that we keep getting in this series, particularly at the end. But yeah, the the address about Marvel. What do you think, mate? Mm, I, I I think I agree. I still agree with myself there. You still feel like think... they don't they don't have a direction? I, I even I, a year on. I think they have a direction, but whether whether. I, I still think they can be in turmoil. Though. I, I think MCU, we are at a a uh, turmoil-driven state in the MCU. And I think that is evident and clear to see when we talk about the the state of the newest Marvel trailer. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that just about sums up that MCU have, have very little confidence in what they're offering and pumping out there. And I think this did start all the way back at She-Hulk. The fact that, you know, we'll go on about it next week when we talk about the last episode. But, and, okay, in the same vein, I will say that apparently if uh, in the comics, that last episode does happen in the comics or it kind mm-hmm. of a version of it happens and it happens better. So, actually, you know... Is it in turmoil or is it just it just didn't it didn't work well on screen? But I I, I do think even from She Hulk, as soon as the Infinity Saga finished, I think Marvel were a little bit like shit. I, we don't really know where to go from here. That the way the multiverse was handled initially was a bit it, it, it darted too. It, we went too quickly into it. Phase one, mm. we have gone through phase and phase, and very slowly, 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 we got to Endgame. And it was a very centred story, focused. We had Thanos from really, really early on, embedded really, really early on, and now we've gone, right, fucking whole multiverse all over the place. We've got Loki, we've got Captain Marvel over here. We still don't know what's going on with Nick Fury. We've got Harry Styles and a troll somewhere. We've got the Eternals are split up all over the shop. It's too much, and it's, and it's yeah, turmoil. Yeah, I, I mean... 
I like to think that they've got a little bit more of a direction now going forward with their plans. The strike's over. Um, the projects with Deadpool 3, Secret Wars, Kang Dynasty. But there are... You know, there are so, We've already spoken about this, but there are issues. There are things going down with multiple individuals and projects. Now... There's this. There was this article from Variety as well that dropped over this last week about is 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 everybody leaving the MCU? Is the MCU in turmoil? Um, and there is something to say, and I think you're right to think that. I I'm still I'm still in the belief that I, I, we can find ourselves out of this at some point. And I think once we oh, get get over the definitely. Kang Dynasty, I think I think maybe when we get into Secret Wars, I think beyond that point we're going to hopefully go into a new golden age yeah and i think i've said i, th- I said this in a, in recent podcasts that i think i do think once we're like you say at the kang dynasty i think we're gonna i wonder whether we will have an mcu or whether we will have more singular stories branch timeline stories and i i think that's the best way to go I think drop drop to a degree drop the universe. That doesn't mean that stories can't interlink or connect. I just think drop the overall universe and then focus on some really good singular stories. Focus yeah. on some really good on so you can still do ensemble. Follow the X Men. Have an X Men series. Great, but it doesn't have to all relate to a wider bit. I, I think I think they are, they have blown that open too quickly with the multiverse, and now there's no way back. And I think, and I think, and I think, I wouldn't have brought in the multiverse as soon as they did. I think they should have done another, another phase like the Infinite, or another set of phases like the Infinity Saga. Should have had a more concentrated story, uh, and then had the multiverse to finish it all off. Uh, and then, and then maybe in twenty years' time, we'll get picked up again. But I think, especially with DC coming around the corner with James Gunn, I think they're going to be a lot more centered and a lot more kind of focused. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, that's what it needs. Yeah, nice. Um, let's go for another clip, shall we? So this is a clip from uh, the perspective of particularly Jennifer Walters, I think, I think Jennifer Walters in particularly um, uh, depiction of She-Hulk, I think. This is a my comment. Here we go. Um, so for me, I think there's just... I think there's some really, really great performances. I do genuinely think that Jennifer Walters is perfect casting for for She-Hulk. She brings a wonderful comedy edge to it. I I do I you know I really enjoyed the breaking of the fourth wall um, to a to a certain extent. Um, so for me, I think there's just I think there's some really, really great performances. I do genuinely think that Jennifer Walters is perfect casting for for She-Hulk. She- oh, that's that was literally a repeat. That literally <laughs> just repeated itself. Wow. Wow, that, I like how seamless that was. <laughs> and we just just kind of lovely. went straight through, mate. You should take a take a leaf out of the uh, Streamyard editing there, mate. <laughs> so much so that we could have listened to that five times and we could have and would have been like, oh, I think we've heard this bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can I can now repeat it word for word. I think I think we listened to it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I've got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Um, Okay, so interesting, isn't it? Because like I sound so much more chirpier a year ago mm. about this well, series. That... I really enjoyed it. Actually. I thought Jennifer Waters was fantastic, and I really liked the. I really liked that when she addresses the camera. I thought that was really good. Apart from a couple of moments <laughs> where I disagree with it slightly, but I don't mind at the time. And we're only on phase four, and I'm really excited about the Don't Be a Hero podcast. A year later, well, it's just terrible. It's just terrible. It, and please, please like this podcast. You are enjoying this podcast, <laughs> um, because I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the difference. Oh, mate. Uh, I, I sound yeah. like a really eager, like, I, I want to please you, puppy. Kind of like, get, get I'm, I'm so thrilled to be here. And honestly, it feels like She-Hulk's just worn me down a little bit. It's worn me down. You've you, you've gone. F- I don't know what you've turned into, but you certainly were Doug from Secret Life of Pets about a year ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Do I uh, still agree with that comment? Um, yes, I think I do. I think mm. I I still think Tatia Maslany is a fantastic actress. I think um, her performances, not only just in 
you know, She-Hulk, but like in terms of everything else that she's done in the past. I was a massive fan of like Orphan Black when it came out as well. Um, and thought she was absolutely incredible. Um, so I do, I do think she's great. However, I think she's fell full of a horrendous script. Um, and she's done what she's can, she's done what she could with it. Um, I don't, I'm really interested. I don't even know what the news is in terms of what her experience is with this show, whether she actually enjoyed it or not. I would be interested to know that. But I think there are, there is, there are good performances. You know, I did, you know, just saying like Pug, I thought Pug was great. Um, you know, for these first four episodes, I think the moments with Emil Blonsky is good. Um, but honestly, I that really is it for me um i yeah i agree with it but then i i don't feel as overly positive <laughs> as i sounded a year ago just about anything <laughs> just about life <laughs> oh my god oh, oh my god can oh, we Matt. can we talk Look. about something else <laughs> Oh well, on that, on that delightful note, do mate, it, do it, do a crisp we? rating quickly. Just do your initial crisp, crisp because oh. we do. We always, we, you know, it's a TV oh, series. We, do we give two our, crisp ratings. We do. We go. We go. Originally, it's going to be this. Is it going to change? We yeah. That's what we usually I, do. See, this is the thing though. I don't mind it. I don't mind it as much. You're I, being too kind, mate. There are some <laughs> some fundamental flaws. But it's still, you know, you can watch an episode of it and you're like, all right, that was all right. Okay, I'm going to ask you now. I'm going to ask you right now, Forrest, dead dead serious right now, now mate, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather sit oh, okay. and watch She-Hulk from mm. beginning to end mm. as a whole series mm. or watch The Eternals again? Oh, I watch She-Hulk every day for 365 days. See, I don't, I don't know now. No I was with way. you a year ago. I don't no. know now. No, She-Hulk is so much better than Eternals. I, I cannot sit through Eternals as much as I would be able to sit through She-Hulk. There's I, some pleasant bits in She-Hulk. But at least there was slightly better script in Eternals. Was there? Oh, slightly. I'm, flying, I'm flying through the sky. There's a hand in the world. Okay, oh. all right. Find me the transcript of that in the early Eternals so I can see that line. <laughs> I'm flying through the sky. Oh, I'm flying through the sky. <laughs> Although that is going to be in Superman Legacy, apparently. Uh, <laughs> okay, he yeah, he yeah. opens it by singing, I'm flying through the sky. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, no, She-Hulk, 100%. I'd easily right. watch She-Hulk. And I think Chris Brating, I would probably go for... Um, I would go. Oh, don't you dare, Peggy! Don't you, don't you dare think about walking <laughs> on that. Don't you, don't you dare. She's thinking about it. She's thinking she's gonna go. Gonna go. Stop it off. Uh, there you go. Good girl. Um, I sorry about that. You had a whole whole minute. Sorry. Uh, I think it would be a. It's gonna be some like roast a bag of roasted peanuts, mm. but in in it they've like burnt a lot of the peanuts so so you get like some really like oh or, or or popcorn and you've just got loads of kernels so it's like the op the opportunity for greatness was there and it tastes all right but it's just not you know throughout it's not great right okay and you? that sounds like a worse rating than eternals like it? in terms of the crisps yeah but anyway okay i I'll go for mine. Okay, so mine will be like a weird kind of <laughs> space-like crisp, like Space Invaders. We have not agreed <laughs> you having your own fucking music <laughs> background to the crisp element. No, no, wait, wait, listen, listen. And then you'd go to open up the packet of crisp of Space Invaders. Put your hand in, you'd see the space invader, and you'd open your mouth and just sort of gently just kind of like just open the open the tongue and it's like put it just put it <laughs> put it on the tongue. Oh, oh, it's not the flavour I was hoping. What flavour is it? Oh, it's cheese and onion. I was I was hoping for salt and vinegar. This is a disappointment. And you just basically just like 
crush it up, you smash it up, you break the crisp packet, you rip it up, you, prick it, you just punch through it, and you're like, why? Why are you the way that you are? And then you kind of like hoover it up, take a deep breath, and hope that next week is going to be better. That's my rating. Goodbye, listeners. <laughs>